What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here to tell you about everyone's favorite time of year that is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odd boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1, a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, DraftKings Sportsbook, they got Daily Fantasy. It's a great app. Uh, check them out. Use code THPN. And thank us later. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello. Caps fans, we've got a great episode for you today. Uh, full disclosure that we did record this back in June, uh, but this is some pretty relevant stuff. I mean, not a lot of, hopefully, well, I guess hopefully if anything has changed, it's, it's been for the, the highly positive, but, uh, you know, probably something that's still relevant today. Uh, we've got Richard Blosser coming on to talk to us about the Hershey Bears and, and what they're going to look like next season and how they're going to contribute to the Washington Capital system. Polly, I am thirsty. Uh, you want to pop some taps? Yeah. One, two, three. All right. <laughs> We've got Richard Blosser <laughs> joining us to talk about the Hershey Bears and, you know, just giving us the down low on like what the season was like last season. And what to look forward to on the prospect pool coming up. So, Richard, man, thanks a lot for joining us and welcome to the official Caps Chirp podcast. Thank you, boys, for having me on. It's been too long, and I'd like to welcome you and Caps Nation to the month without hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Or as regular people call it, August. Right. Right. Regular people, quote unquote, the, the normies, <laughs> if you will. Um, so, dude, I mean, well, tell us first off, let, let's start with how how did Hershey do in this last season? Uh, and do if you could just like 
how the season was organized because there were teams that opted out and, and whatnot. So just kind of a quick rundown on, on that and then get into what, what the Hershey Bears did. Um, how'd we do? Um, how does regular season champion sound? Ooh. Sounds like a banner. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, um, the short answer, uh, number one in all the lands, um, North, North division champions, the Bears were this past season. Um, it was a very, very good year for nice. the boys in chocolate and white and a, a a lot to look forward to. It really planted the seeds for what's looking to be a really fun 2021-2022 season for the Hershey Bears and for Caps fans uh, just to have some really, really good prospects in, in the pipeline. So it is really exciting stuff, and I I can't wait to get the boys back on the ice uh, ne- uh, next month for, for training camp to see how everything would come together. It's just, it's really exciting. Awesome. So, um, <clears throat> the, the AHL, um, decided this past season and you say regular season champs because for the first time in like what, 150 years, they, uh, did not award the Calder Cup. Is that correct? That is correct. For the first time since 1919, the Calder Cup was not uh, presented. So in, in over a century, um, the season, uh, the Bears season was only 36 games long as we only played the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, farm club of the Philadelphia Flyers, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, farm club of Pittsburgh, and the Binghamton Devils, uh, former affiliates of the New Jersey Devils, but that's a completely different topic for another show. Right. Uh, the the Bears just just really really cleaned up against against Binghamton. They went ten one and one against them wow. um, this past season, and um, just really really had dominance over Wilkesbury as it was always meant to be. Uh, they went eight uh, three and one against Wilkesbury, and the boys were five and three against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. That's uh, four that's... games. Four games were not played due to COVID issues. Gotcha. So, I mean, that's a winning record against all the opponents. Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, mm-hmm. Who wh- – tell us what what was the recipe for success for uh, the Hershey Bears? I mean, what made us it, good? It was uh, one big centerpiece, and it's not the name you're thinking of. Um, Zach Fucali was signed by Washington over the offseason just to kind of be – a nice filling goalie um, because Copley was going to be a part of the taxi squad or Vanacek or whoever got that. So the Bears were going to need someone. So Zach Fucali, who had spent time in the Canadians organization, um, came to Hershey and in his first two games only allowed one goal and a shutout in his, his shutout in his second game played. So he was very consistent this past year. Um, missed everything that, that went on. It's just the man, the man was always steady between the pipes when his number was called, um, regardless of the situation. And he was rewarded with a two year extension in April. So he will be sticking around, um, with the Bears next year, probably get a nice little look at training camp, um, for Washington. 
and it was just overall a really good surprise signing as well. So um, with Vitek doing quite well with Washington this past season, he was a nice goalie that that uh, that, that came in and helped out the Bears as well. Whether it's between Fukali or um, or Phoenix Copley, or for a brief game or two, Hunter Shepard. That's super interesting that Fukale was the one carrying the water for most of the season because, and this is the same Zach Fukale who was at one point a first round draft pick for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, I read about this kid when we signed him. Uh, quite the redemption story. You know, a career ECHLer almost entirely, uh, and then kind of got his act together or whatever and has. Uh, you know, become a starter for the Bears. It's it adds an interesting wrinkle, and by this by the time this airs, uh, you know, we'll be talking about we'll, we'll know who the expansion draft, uh, who who we fell victim to, um, or who who pl- what players fell victim to the expansion draft. But definitely an interesting to see that the Capitals have some great uh, possible goaltending depth, which is something that the organization has had for a long time, and uh, and also lets the Caps manage what they pay the entire team because they can consistent consistently uh, basically churn goalies. Right, Polly? Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to ask you, is that uh, Fukale contract, is that a Capitals contract or a Hershey contract? That is a Washington Capitals contract. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, the fact that he performed so well – this year and got re-signed. That's a good sign. You know, Copley, when he's been up in the show, he hasn't been bad. I mean, he even has a shutout to his name. Yeah. So, um, you know, between what the Caps had this past season and the the good stuff you're whispering in our ears now, it's um, definitely good to know that we've got some solid guys and we won't have to go chasing, you know, high-dollar goalies. Right, right, no doubt. Um, and so, I mean, moving on, and I know you you allu- alluded to him earlier. Tell us about Connor fucking McMichael already, all right? Come on, that's <laughs> the only reason people are listening, apparently, at this point. Das Wunderkind, Connor <laughs> McMichael. Oh, my God. His second goal was only a game-winning goal against the Binghamton Devils, where he just looked at Gilly Sen and said, I'm putting this puck right by you, and you can't stop me. <laughs> this kid, it's just... Um, he has the very rare ability um, that when the puck is on his stick, you pay attention. And that that's something that the Bears have not seen in quite some time, and something you want in the, like in the NHL. Like, like your boy Ovechkin, when he has the puck, people don't have the eyes on their phones. They are watching the ice because they know... He's going to do something. Um, now, I'm not saying Connor's skills equal with that of Ovechkin. No, Capstone's, I'm not saying that. It's just he has <laughs> a kind of excitability to him. He just, he, he we haven't had a, a guy like that since Chris Bork of about five or six years ago. And he did um, sort of, the, the excitement kind of wore off as we got into March and April. And something that that I said on on my show, the Grit and Barrett podcast thing, um, I it's nice that he's scoring goals against Binghamton, but Binghamton was terrible. I mean, really terrible. 
I want to see him do this against rivals, against Wilkes-Barre, on the road, high-pressure situations. And in the last game in Wilkes-Barre, what does he do? Overtime, breakaway, game winner. And for the first time all season, and I was at home when this happened, I was out of my seat yelling, like you guys say, (laughs) Connor fucking McMichael has ended the game. And that's the kind of player that you want, a guy who brings you to your feet. And he was also developing a an assist touch as well, seeing guys that are open, getting the pucks to guys who, who will put um, the puck in the back of the net. So he's developing an assist touch to him, and that's what you want to see as well. And us Bears fans down here, we're watching this and we're going – now we can get this kid for a full season down here in Hershey. Oh boy, especially with a lot of the signings that's happened with the Bears so far. Connor McMichael is becoming the centerpiece here in Hershey to build around an offensive scoring machine. And that's just exciting to have. And I love it. I love all of it. It's a type of excitement that hasn't been felt in, in over a decade. That's awesome. So you, it sounds like, I mean, he's really, and I think the scouting report for him was like, you know, decent finisher, uh, but the, the, and, and okay, a decent skater as well, but, uh, hockey IQ high and, uh, playmaking ability high. So is that, is that what you're seeing? Absolutely. I mean, he's starting to get that sense of, of where the puck is going to be. And knowing to where to get the puck to the open man. Um, not thinking like, okay, what am I going to do with the puck when I get it? He knows what to do, what to do with it. And he doesn't have like blazing speed. Um, but he's put with guys who can, who can do that as, as well. Guys like we have like Garrett Pilon, actually Janssen Fialbi, uh, real speed guys, Shane Gersich, he can be paired with who does have jets. So. Right. It's it. So, yes. Nice. Nice. Uh, Paul, you have any questions about Connor McMichael? I know this is what everybody's been waiting for for a little bit, but I mean, we have more, but go ahead. Um, not taking the Capitals roster into account. Do you think he's ready for the NHL or do you think he needs another year playing in the A or more? I think he, I, I think he needs a full regular season in in the A, as you call it, or to, to ride the bus, to use another term. Because this, you know, in these unprecedented times, trademark pending, this <laughs> wasn't a normal season. Yeah. You know, and you you guys know that. I mean, the furthest sure. Washington went was, was Boston this year. Right. Um, the, the farthest Connor McMichael traveled was a four-hour bus ride to Newark, you know, and how's this kid going to handle the Northeast in January when he's got Springfield on a Friday night, Saturday night in Hartford, and a three o'clock start time in Providence? How how's he going to handle that? You know, and once a more of a regular season type happens, so um, and the the, the kid is probably is only twenty going into this year at the t- probably at the time of this recording, so. Um, I think he needs another year. I don't think Washington is going to rush the kid. I really hope he doesn't because I think he's going to need 
need seasoning down here. And Spencer Carberry is going to teach the kid and make sure he is absolutely ready to head up to the Washington whenever that time is. He'll get there, D.C. He'll get there, Caps fans. Just <laughs> not right now. Um, you know, it's it's interesting you say that, and I'm glad that you said it. Maybe temper a little bit of expectation on this on this poor kid. I mean, the thing is, is that it, Connor McMichael's dressed for 10 minutes of a Washington Capitals game. I was not overly impressed, but how that? I mean, I'm not ready to like kick, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater by any means with uh, Connor McMichael because I saw 10 minutes of this kid play. You know, and it was his first NHL game. You know, it was COVID season. Um, I, I, I ha- have metered expectations with him, but hope that he can blow those out of the water. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think that he's definitely with the, with this draft class that we picked him up in. I mean, it was such a strong one that we, I think that we, we did well to get him. And that's what the Caps need. You know, after how many years of drafting defensemen, um, we finally get a, uh, a legitimate NHL talent forward and I'm here for it. Uh, but Caps fans, if you think that Connor McMichael is going to come in next year and replace Evgeny Kuznetsov, I think maybe you should, uh, I don't know, share some of that shit you're smoking with us because, uh, I need to feel off this earth as well. Um, <clears throat> okay. So moving on, tell us about, tell us about the, the depth guys that, that, and, you know, at times, those depth guys who have, you know, the speedsters, the guys who are willing to block shots, the guys who are willing to uh, throw the body around, uh, will m- maybe get a call up over the skilled guys, right? Because the Capitals have the skilled guys in spades, right? Top six is pretty solidified. The bottom six is where the opportunities come for guys from Hershey. So, you know, tell us about those guys, the guys that we might see next season. Um, I know he did some time up in Washington at the early, early parts of, in January. Uh, Mike Scarbosa resigned, um, awesome. as well. 29, 29 year old. Um, been around the AHL, Springfield, Manitoba. Um, has really enjoyed playing here in Hershey as well. He is a Washington signing as well. Um, just a really great locker room presence that, you know, um, he's a guy, he's more of a, a glue that holds everybody together out on the ice. You know, he'll pass, he'll get in front of goalies. He's not afraid to get, to mix it up on the boards if he has to. So it was really good to see, uh, Mike Scarbosa get resigned as well. Um, but two, two big prospect names that were signed were Shane Gersich and Garrett Peline. Um, Shane Gersich, you know, he, he was part of the Black Aces for that Stanley Cup team as well. Sure. Um, and he's he's more than happy to tell people that as well. He's really <laughs> developed into a into a good two way forward. Um, his scoring's gone off a little bit, but um, he's really throwing he's throwing his weight around. Like the past this past year, he really got under the Binghamton Devils' skin. And to do that against any Devils team, that's not easy to do. Usually they're the ones that are doing that. But he's the first guy there, you know, shove, shoving somebody after after a whistle and getting the other team riled up. So um, he's developing a real pest knack, and he's got some good jets to him as well. And I'm hoping with a full season he can kind of, um, um, you know, work on that two-way – two-way ability as well 
and again, like I said, kind of bring that scoring touch back a, uh, a little bit. Um, Brian Pinho, another one, a kid who was before the shutdown previously was on pace for a solid 20 and 20 season down in the American Hockey League. Um, I think he's somebody who's a kind of, kind of been under the radar with all the names we've got in Hershey. He's a guy who, you know, he'll show up on the score sheet every once in a while, but at the end of the season, you'll look at him and go, Oh, he has 35 points. When did he do all that? <laughs> you know, just a really a guy you don't think about, but he's a guy you 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 really need uh, as well. So I really like the forward depth that the Bears were signing. You know, you know, again, building around Connor, who again is is the linchpin in all this. But there are other guys that you know who have speed, who are not afraid to go into the corners, guys with great passing as well. Um, it's just, it's, it's all the pieces of a really good team just coming together. And you love seeing this, you know, a hockey team being built instead of just, um, a bunch of prospects and maybe one or two names, you know, really feels like a real contending hockey team is being built here, down here or up here in Hershey. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, it's always good to see the farm team or the AHL affiliate win Calder Cups because, uh, you know, the last time the Hershey Bears won Cups, it was back-to-back, and then four or five years later, the Caps won a, won a 2018 Stanley Cup. Um, <clears throat> you know, that, that was an interesting crew. Um Shane Gersich is a guy that I was, I liked. I thought that he had a lot of good jam. Uh, you know, he maybe wasn't a, um, a, you know, an offensive threat, but great on the forecheck. Love to see him throw in the body. Not a, not a small guy, you know, agitator. Love to see it. Um, interestingly enough, our, our, uh, uh, I guess, what would you call it? Older sister, uh, podcast. The Never Say Die Islander Islanders Never Say Die podcast uh, uh, with Grumpy Old Man and TJ had uh, Garrett Pilon's father on, who is a Islanders mm-hmm. legend. Um, and I was talking back and forth with TJ, and he was like, you know, my uh, I, th- I see my kid being kind of like a third, fourth line guy in the NHL if if he can make it, you know, if he can get a shot with the Caps. Um, so. I don't know. That's a uh, that's that's interesting to see. I mean, he's uh, would you say he's like kind of fourth or third line talent there, Richard, or was is is Pilon kind of more of a, a, a finisher? Um, I think he summed it up uh, really well. Um, yeah, he's turning into a really good third and fourth liner, um, Garrett, and he's just an, another guy like like we described with with Brian Pino, just a guy you don't talk about, but just you know he he finishes you know he's get some empty netters he's in there mixing it up along the boards the occasional power play goal and you know again we i'm not talking about him because you know he's like boring or uninteresting or doesn't do anything he's just a guy who goes out there and does his job as a third or fourth liner you know put him on the second power play team done put him on the main penalty kill line yeah i'll do that and you know and any team any team would kill to have a forward like that. And I've really liked Garrett's work over the past two years. 
and it seems like he is rounding out into the real potential of being an NHL third or fourth fourth liner. Um, and I think I, I think the Capitals really should give him a good hard look at training camp. Awesome, awesome, good stuff, man. Paul, you got anything on the on the depth? Uh, I mean, I. I guess one guy I'd like to hear more about is Bobby Nardella. Oh, uh, imagine that. The well, Notre Dame grad. Is he from addition, Notre Dame fucking Polly? Jesus Christ. In addition <laughs> to the fact that he's from Notre Dame, I mean, you've, you've said some good things about him in the past. So just kind of, you know, re, reiterate your thoughts on him and, uh, the kind of season he had. I hope it's negative. <laughs> is it negative? I think it was. Back- it was back in December of 2019. I remember this game against the Phantoms. The Bears were down with five minutes to go. Bobby Nardella, right wing, winds, fires, and blasts one past Felix Sandstrom to tie the game. I stay out of my seat and I yell, Bobby fucking Nardella. <laughs> and that kid sold me. That kid sold me. Bob, Bobby had before the world shut down, 25 assists was turning into an absolute assist machine with Hershey, nearing 30 points. And this past season, he spent overseas in the SHL, um, not because of anything with the Capitals or anything. I mean, he didn't know if he was going to play or not. Somebody offered overseas, and the Capitals gave their blessing, and off he went. Um, and as soon as um, the, the bear season wrapped up, and we knew what things were going to be heading into the future of the AHL. Uh, Bobby got right back on. So, so the Irish boy will definitely be back with the Bears this season. And, and I'm all for it. He has a really nice assist touch. He's not afraid to, to grip it and rip it and put a headhunter on the goalie. Um, and just really seems to fit that mold of just blue line blasters that, that Kirky can send up to Washington. So I'm all for this kid. I'm well, uh, I'm, I'm well on board the Bobby Nardella train. The three tens get to Yuma and I'm on board. <laughs> Polly, I can see your boner through, through your fucking pants over here. Well, <laughs> you know, not just Notre Dame, but you know, college players are increasingly making it to the pros. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, you know, there, there's quite a few relevant Irish guys, but, you know, like Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, those guys came out of college. You know, they, sure. you know, a lot of the, the newer superstars with the exception of like McDavid and McKinnon, these guys are coming out of college. So, um, I think for those who are interested in more than just NHL hockey, you should start paying attention. Pay to attention college. to the Irish. Well, yeah, <laughs> definitely the Irish, um, which was a real shame. They had to forfeit this year the first round of the tournament because of COVID. Them mm. and another team it was a real shame. Um, you know, only sixteen teams and two forfeits. That's that's brutal. Right. But yeah, I mean, college hockey is so relevant these days and. It's just it's nice to see the guys competing as well as the guys who go through the Canadian Juniors program. Yeah, I mean, in, in the past, uh, all of the all of the main prospects were like 
Quebec Major, OHLers, even some WHLers, all junior programs. But the big part, and because those, you know, for those who don't know, juniors goes from 16 to 21. So that is the college years and some. But the way that the NCAA in the United States, you know, because that's NCAA, uh, has made changes in their development programs and, and how uh, competitive the league has gotten, the D1 especially, uh, they, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of hockey players are getting getting shots out of there. Yeah, so. I mean, you watch a college hockey game, and it's like you're watching minor league hockey with cages on their helmets. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and the speed of D one hockey has always been because it's an older crowd has always been elevated from the junior um game. So yeah. because you know you're only you're playing with like sixteen year old kids at times in juniors, right? But even the top tier junior teams, you know the uh, the the college game's always been faster, so it's interesting to see. But you know, uh, enough of that. Let's not let's not continue to waste Richard's time here with talking about fucking Notre Dame. Um, well, you know, if you didn't notice, he likes him, so it was a waste of time. That is true. That is true. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you feel validated now, Polly? I really want to see a Notre Dame grad on the Capitals. So I'm really excited. Listen, Ian Cole got traded to the Avalanche. All right. I was so pumped to have a Notre Dame grad on one of my teams. As I've said before, I'm right. a 50, 50 guy. Yeah. Um, I ordered Ian Cole's Jersey t-shirt. <laughs> it, it, it arrived on a Monday. I think Tuesday he was traded to Minnesota. And I never laughed harder. Yeah. So <laughs> I finally had my Notre Dame guy on a team. And, uh, yeah. All right. All right. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Back to Richard. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, what, I mean, give us your f- closing thoughts here, man. I mean, uh, it sounds like the pipeline is rich with maybe, and, and, you know, We've, we talk about this every time we talk about the Caps Hershey relationship. It's like the top six is locked. If you are a finesse player and you are doing the finesse thing in Hershey, good luck, man. I mean, you could be scoring, you'd have to score like 200 points in a season for the Caps to give you a really solid look in the AHL from the Hershey program for a top six position with the Caps. But it sounds like we have a lot of options. In you know forwards, what seven through not uh, seven through twelve sounds like right. So that's great. Yeah, uh, one guy I didn't get to talk about, uh, Brett Leeson, um, mm. had a really good season. Really came into his own um, as a really good middle six forward for us, and was developing a scoring touch of his own. And he was also joined by his. Um, um, Prince Albert Raider partner, um, Alexi Protoss this year. And it was like magic between the two. They started churning out points as well. And I've mentioned on your show before, I think a Brett Leeson could turn into a younger Lars Eller for the Washington Capitals. So Caps fans, go check out what Brett Leeson was able to do this past year as well. But you were talking about, um, hockey lineage as we have Garrett Pilon. We've also got 
Cody Clark, Wendell's boy is on the team, Riley Sutter from the Sutter Hockey Tree, mm. you know, Damn. as Gordy Howe once said, anyone who's anyone in the world of hockey's come through Hershey, and that's being, being proven. Um, we've had some good European talent come in with Damian Riyad and Alexander Alexi Protas having their first professional seasons this past year. So again, it's like what I was telling you guys, just, just more and more, uh, forward prospects just really coming forward, uh, this year. And also Capitals fans get to know the name Martin Fiviari. I know oh, the Capitals yeah. are really high on him. Um, I'm hearing, through my rumor and innuendo um, that Capitals may want to bring him up next year. Um, um, uh, Alexander Alexiev is another name, 2019 first or 18 first rounder. He's been coming along quite well. So there is a lot of names for Caps fans to get excited about that as you're going to start seeing some more names that you're familiar with in the bottom six move out. You're going to have some really good ones coming in. So the, the future, future is bright between Washington and, and Hershey. And possibly who knows in Hershey, we could see the debut of Hendrix LaPierre and hopefully his goal song be anything by Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> right, right. I would, and that's a guy that, uh, you know, is, is definitely going to pique everybody's interest because he fell hard in the, um, the, the draft stock because of his injuries. I mean, you know, there was, uh, he saw some specialists. I mean, lots of press about why you shouldn't or should have picked him up, but that is definitely a, a dice roll by the caps for a guy who fell all the way to them after being like a top two, a uh, top five prospect, uh, during his, during the last uh, season's draft class. Now, uh, Feviari, I'm glad you brought him up. He is a blue liner. Is that right? He's a defenseman. Correct. Right. Yep. And he is the guy that I've heard the most buzz from uh, Brian McClellan about. And this is why I think that maybe we're going to make the defensive prospect on the uh, the expansion draft incredibly attractive, if you know what I mean. Whether that be a back-channel deal or get booting a defenseman that is of, of you know, whoa, wow, why didn't you protect him, you know, of, of a higher caliber. I just hope it's not Orlov. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, interesting stuff. And, and it's, it's a crazy cycle, the ebbs and flows of, of the draft, because it seemed like forever after the whole Philip Forsberg thing, uh, the caps were just going defenseman, 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 uh, in the, in the draft pickups. And then you didn't hear much about, you know, any sort of offensive firepower. So I'm glad to hear that Hershey is developing their own kind of offensive core. And then on top of that, we still have those high draft picks who are, who are good blue liners. Um, so what's your predictions there, Richard, for the Calder Cup? I mean, well, I guess looking into the A, how is Hershey going to fare? And are they going to deliver another Calder Cup to the storied franchise? Uh, myself and, um, several of my hockey friends as well. Um, we're trying not to put the cart before the horse, but, um, I'm really excited about this team heading into the fall that if everything does come together and we can 
stay reasonably healthy. Um, this team, I think, has a real potential to put a 12th in the in the rafters at Giant Center. Um, a lot. The other two PA teams are sort of rebuilding, more than reloading. Um, Providence is a little down Boston's pipeline, which has been stupidly ridiculous over the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. The amount of guys they just keep flowing into Boston. It seems like that's running out. Um, Charlotte is no longer the, the Hurricanes affiliate, but that's a complete other show I can tell you guys about. <laughs> um, it just, it, it seems like everything is there for the asking with Hershey this year. Um, and depending how the signings have gone by the time this recording has been put out, I think the Bears have a really good contender on their hands and that once it comes together, th- this could be an offensively powered team. And I keep saying 2009, 2010, um, because the Bears had the one and two top score in the entire AHL on their team in Andrew Gordon and Alexander Giroux. Like one and two in all the league. One, two. Right. And and it was one of the best seasons they had. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be as good as that team was. We're never going to see those heights again. But the amount of hype that's coming into it and the excitement that this team is going to have is really going – is just what this team needs to get this fan base back into Hershey after the past 18 months we've all been through. Not just me, you guys, whoever is listening to this. Sure. You know, you, every team out there needs a lot of hype going into this, se- this season to get teams back into the arena, into the arenas. And I really feel like Hershey really has a chance for a fan base that's never taken a year off since their inception in 1936, has never had a, a lost season for anything. World War, Korea, no. Other pandemics never stopped it. They had to experience what they would know what they've never gone through. So now this 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 team, I really feel, is going to bring people into Giant Center and maybe some who stepped away over the past decade or so. So if it sounds like I'm hyped for this, you bet I am, and I don't care if it's the dead of summer. I'm ready to get this team going. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> nice, nice. I think your I think your mic. Uh is is cutting out a little bit there it might have changed to a different mic but uh um no dude that's that's great i'm so pumped i look when the when the a when your farm team when your ahl affiliate can bump up uh prospects and you know do what it can to help the the mother club if you will but also uh you know remain successful itself that's always, 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 always a good thing. So Capstan's a lot of good things to, to, uh, look forward to. Look forward to, um, you know, hearing updates from the Hershey Bears via Richard. And Richard, I'll just give you this time to, uh, to plug your podcast, uh, as, as we round it out here. All right, Capstan. Um, I host the Grit and Barrett podcast. Um, that's grit, you know, is what coaches love and bear, B-E-A-R as a team, it, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, rbloss64, B-L-O-S-S-6-4, as in Nintendo Ultra 64. Um, you can follow the, the, the podcast is grit and bear it, P1 on 
Twitter as well. Um, by the time this drops, we'll be putting out a lot of uh, retrospective episodes and um, hopefully some episodes about schedules and promos with the Bears as well. Um, if you want to learn more about this organization, this will be the time to listen because we'll be putting in a lot of history and a lot of talk about the Bears organization over the summer because this is the time to do it. And, um, you know, just thanks, Caps guys, for bringing me on. Uh, Paulie, thank you very much. And if I can um, end on this, um, be thankful, Capitals, and, and for Bears fans who listens to this, that these two work together and want to create a winning product. Because I know the American Hockey League is a developmental league. It's what we are. But there are teams out there that only care about developmental. They don't care about winning. Their, their one existence is to get guys to the parent club. I see that with Bridgeport and Long Island. I see that with Wilkes-Barre and Pittsburgh. And it rocks the fan base. It really does. And sure. with, with Hershey and Washington, you know, I've really felt like that connection has come back, that the two want to help each other succeed. And when you have that, there is success on both levels, and it's a beautiful thing to watch. So I'm really glad that's been established. And, um, you know, join me, you know, as we are going to go through this great season once again. And one thing you'll get with my podcast is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I know that Richard's coming in a little bit, uh, a little, uh, uh, skewed here with, uh, with a mic malfunction, but, Capstones, check out the Grit and Barrett podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. He's going to be able to hook you up with all the AHL news uh, in general, but you know, primarily uh, the the chocolate and and what is it? Gold? What's the what? Chocolate and white. I'm sorry, fucking stupid. But (laughs) yes, all right, chocolate and white. Um, And listen, Caps fans, check them out. And until next time, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes. Signing out. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.